take charge of your leadership development. Join our How to Take the Lead Substack community for bonus materials, exclusive content, and discussions that will challenge and change the way you lead. Visit howtotakethelead.com to find out more. I was waiting for the next bit, and I was like, no, she's finished. I love it. That's all you need to do. You're listening to How to Take the Lead with Lee Griffith and Carrie Ann Wade. Two corporate colleagues turned business besties who question everything we've ever learned about leadership. What started with us putting the world to rights over a gin after work is now a weekly show challenging the myths and perceptions and exploring what leadership looks like in the modern day. We'll also be sharing our experiences and stories along the way. You can find our show notes at howtotakethelead.com. Hit subscribe to receive new episodes every Thursday. Plus, we'd love for you to rate or leave a review of the show. And please share your thoughts and stories on the topics we cover using the hashtag how to take the lead. Hello, welcome to this episode of how to take the lead episode 11. How has that happened, Lee? I know this is our longest run ever of a take the lead style episode, isn't it? I know, I can't believe it. We've gone from Instagram lives to a podcast uh, almost being on a, a 12 episodes of it. I'm feeling a bit astounded by how quickly this is all whizzed by, but I'm not astounded by how much we've had to talk about. <laughs> no, no. And that's the thing. We, we could easily just keep going and going and going, but we will need a break at some point. <laughs> we will need a break. Other people probably might like a break from us for a bit, but people need not fear. I'm sure we'll be back for series two because Plenty has come up in what we've talked about that we want to explore even further. But for today's episode, I just wanted to explore a little bit the notion of trust in leadership and what that really means, why it's important. But it's something that we do talk about a lot when we have conversations about what it means to be a leader. We talk about building trusted relationships with people, whether that's your own team, whether that's your organisation, whether that's your your clients that need to really develop and nurture and build those trusted relationships. And we also talk a lot, I think, not just you and I and how to take the lead, but when other people talk about leadership, about the need for people to have trust in you as a leader. So I guess it's on that basis that I pose this first exploratory question which is what do we really mean when we talk about trust and leadership and more importantly why is it important yeah I talk a lot about connection when I'm doing my work from just normally day-to-day stuff that I do I talk a lot about connection for me connection and trust are hand in hand you can't have one without the other and I think that's why it's so important in leadership because for me as a leader it's how you get things done. So it's how you take people with you as a leader and you only take people with you if they feel connected to you and they only feel connected to you if they trust you. So of course you can get delivery and stuff in other ways, but that is likely to only be for a time. It's likely to be messy. It's likely to be storing up problems for the future. And so for me, I think you can't have a productive high performing however you want to to look at it organization without having an element of trust i think we also know that if staff trust their leaders then we know they're likely to be more loyal to the leader in the organization they're likely to give more to the role and they're likely to give more to the organization as well so so fostering a culture of trust is a really important way to build 
the organisation whole. There was a study done that cited quite a lot by Professor Paul Zak around the neuroscience of trust. And he was saying that compared to low trust companies, people at high trust companies reported 74% less stress, 106% more energy at work, 50% higher productivity, 13% fewer sick days, 76% more engagement, 29% more life satisfaction, not just work satisfaction, life, and 40% less burnout. So there's so many elements of what you're trying to achieve in the workplace gets achieved by building trust. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They're really powerful statistics, aren't they? And I, there's a bit of me that hopes you're reading those out, Lee, and that you didn't yes. just have all of those yes. memorised in your head because I was like, no. blimey, this is... <laughs> this is full on but but you are absolutely right it's so linked to the culture of the organization that you're creating isn't it when we think about building that trust as a leader and it is having that positive culture where people trust you but also that you trust people to do their job I think that's yes. a big thing as well yes. that people feel empowered and therefore more able to perform well and carry out what their role is because they are trusted to do so and that will have that impact that you've talked about on performance productivity staff morale sickness retention as well so I think that is a really important part of it it's not just about people trusting in you as a leader but it's about you trusting in other people that they are there to do the right thing and that you are empowering them to get on with it and do their job and I'm sure we've all had those experiences of being micromanaged by leaders who clearly find it very difficult to trust people for whatever reason and I guess there's lots of drivers for that people can be wanting to be very controlling and think they're the only people that know how to do something for example but by not putting that trust in other people to do the job that they're there actually to do you're really doing a disservice to them and you're not helping people to develop and grow either as individuals in the workplace or elsewhere so yeah I think as we're talking it's really clear that that whole notion and concept of trust in leadership is a really important one and has potentially huge impacts for your whole organization yeah I mean you're completely right trust goes both ways it isn't just about people trusting you it is about you demonstrating trust and I think that micromanaging is a really good example I think you've also got things like perhaps if you're someone who might bitch a bit about members of your team to other members of your team that breaks trust of people because they'll see well if they're saying this about that person what are they saying about me if you're not standing up and protecting your team perhaps or if you're taking all the credit for what your team have done all of those are examples of where you're breaking your trust in your team yeah absolutely and, and that erodes doesn't it that sense of being part of a team so yeah absolutely important so I know we'll as we carry on through this conversation keep reflecting back on some of this and your point you made it goes two ways trust is a reciprocal thing and often something that has to be developed over time it's mm -hmm. not something that happens overnight I think back to like if you're a new leader stepping into an organization you have to prove to people why they should trust you and why they should engage with you and and want to come with you on that journey towards your ultimate vision because they don't know you so you can't no. expect to step in somewhere and be like right I'm new you must all trust me and I trust you and and let's just you know move on happy ever yeah. after it it is something that you need to build it's it's a cliche but that's that sentiment of 
it takes a long time to build trust, but can take moments to break trust. And I think one of the issues that some leaders have is that they think trust equates with power and seniority and that there's a given expectation that people will trust you because or should trust you because of you your are role. more senior mm. and I, I think that's a almost a myth that we need to break from the off and we've touched on that you've said it takes a long time to build that trust but only seconds to to break it but I'm interested in your thoughts Lee about how you do go about building trust as a leader like We've said it's linked to culture. It's very much linked to values and the values that you demonstrate and the values of your organisation and others. If you're in that leadership space, you know, what is it that you have to do? What is it that you have to demonstrate to help Mm. start building that trust? I think for me, it starts with integrity and demonstrating integrity linked very closely to your values. But it's that doing what you say and what you believe in and actually taking actions on the things that you talk about. So If you're inauthentic, people are going to see through that and the trust and that connection will go. I think we look at it from a communications perspective. We've seen those leaders who have people write stuff for them or manage their social media accounts for them or whatever. If they don't get a tone of voice that's right or consistent with the person that people encounter in meetings or when they're walking down a corridor, then you've lost trust and connection again so there's something about integrity authenticity in the way that you behave I hate the word soft skills you know that by now (laughs) I'm sure but I think if you're working on those areas so empathy listening communication as we've mentioned all of those elements all contribute to trust in some way building trust and I think we've slightly touched on this already but that sense of you've got to take your ego out of the equation. So you need to center what you say and what you do around what people need, what other people need and not make it all about you. And all of those come together over time and with consistency, then people will start to build that trust. It's that no like trust, isn't it? We talk about that from from a marketing sense. They've got to get to know you. They've got to get to like you. And then the trust will come. Yeah, I think I'm just reflecting on what you're saying around some of that. There's definitely something for me about actually role modelling the sorts of behaviours that you would like to see in your organisation and you're taking the actions that you would like other people to be able to take. So for me, that is an important part of it. It's that taking action. I think it is the bit that people want to see. They don't want leaders who say all of the right things in the room, but then like nothing actually ever happens. The right things never then seem to have action taken upon them. So there's definitely something for me around demonstrating through action that you mean what you've said and I think that's an important part of building that trust as a leader for sure and I think for me in terms of building trust it is I guess that acceptance of it taking time and that you talked about the no like trust not everybody's gonna necessarily like you not everybody's gonna want to be your friend and you have to be able to accept that but that doesn't mean that you can't take the right actions to enable those people to trust you and I think that's quite an important part of that journey as a leader and and I liked what you said about you have to take the ego out of it because you have to remind yourself that that as a leader you're not there for you you're there Mm. for everybody else and I think there are certain types of leaders who forget that and it is all about raising their own profile 
supporting their own ego ego driven activities and I think it's really important if you want people to trust you for you to be able to demonstrate that you're there for them you're there to lead them you're not there just to lead yourself so Mm. definitely something important to reflect on Getting to CEO level is not easy. Staying there is hard still. The average UK CEO tenure is less than five years. Meanwhile, 50% of executives don't make 18 months in post. That's why it's essential you don't leave those first days and weeks in your dream job to chance. Being intentional with what you see, say and do is a must-have first step if you're going to make the right impact. With the 100-day plan, I help you get clear on your big vision, set a strategy that connects and the communications plan to deliver it. Using my six steps to make an impact framework, you'll have intensive one-to-one support, blending coaching, strategy days, and done with you consulting, as well as my expert eye on all your messaging and communications. Visit sundayskies.com to find out more. If you're enjoying this episode of How to Take the Lead, please hit subscribe and why not leave a review or rating. We'd also love to hear your stories and thoughts on today's topic. Please DM us, our links are in the show notes, or tag us into your socials using the hashtag how to take the lead. We've mentioned as well in conversation already about performance and kind of high performing teams and how trust and culture and having that culture of trust in your organization has an impact on productivity and performance. But I just wanted to explore that from a slightly different angle, I guess, and probably more about individuals. So we've often seen in business over the years, lots of metrics for measuring performance and high performance, low performance, lots of processes that get put in place to deal with low performance. But I think it's something that we reward or that we have traditionally rewarded a lot as leaders. People who are high performers get rewarded. But I'm quite interested in that relationship between performance and trust. And I'm not going to do this justice. It's a Simon Sinek. And I don't know if anybody will have ever seen this clip already on YouTube or pop it in the show notes. But Simon Sinek talks about performance and trust in individuals and in leaders. And he gives an example around Navy SEALs, where he's worked with Navy SEALs to talk to them about what they determine as more important around that performance and trust piece and what has come out of some of what Simon Sinek says is that when you have individuals who are very high performance but actually very low trust that that can lead to a sense of toxic leadership and again I guess in terms of what we've talked about that's like you know what are you in it for is that leader just there to perform and deliver for their own purpose then they're not building that connection and that trust with people but he also said when he spoke with navy seals that in terms of the people that they most want in their team the people that they most want to have on their side are people who are high trust but actually their performance doesn't necessarily need to be high they Mm. can be medium level performance but very high trust and for them they feel like those people are the most gifted natural leaders because they are able to take people with them on that journey, build those trusted relationships. So I'm just interested in your take on the performance versus trust or trust and performance dynamic when it comes to leadership. It's a really interesting 
finding, and I suppose if I think about when we've talked about leadership previously and the fact that you don't need to be the expert in everything, it's about building the team that's got the different skills and stuff. I suppose it resonates with that concept, doesn't it? That you don't have to, if high performance equals high skill, for example, that doesn't need to be a prerequisite to be a leader, but trust does. I do think there's something for me though about low performance doesn't breed trust either. I know I would be less trusting of someone if I didn't think they had the head in the game in the right way or were incompetent or something like that. So there is balance, isn't there? There is a level of what's acceptable in terms of performance, but I agree it doesn't necessarily need to be that super high performance. And I wonder, you mentioned about the metrics and people measuring performance and stuff like that. And I suppose performance in and of itself is a measure of trust because over time, yes, you can have short, sharp interventions with someone who's low trust that might get things done, but over time that wouldn't be sustainable. And you'll see low performance, you'll see low morale, you'll see all of the things that we spoke about at the beginning. So for me, if you've got sustained good performance in your organization and you've got good morale, good customer feedback, good operational performance, all of that type of stuff. I do think that shows a sign that things are going the right way when it comes to trust. Yeah, I think that's sort of partly answered what my next question might have been, which is around if we can measure for performance, how do you measure for trust? But they're probably so linked over time that actually they are indicators of each other because organisationally, I think you would, like you say, you wouldn't necessarily get that sustained high performance if there wasn't a level of trust within the organisation. I guess the bit for me in terms of what I was thinking is, is there something missing there? Is it as cut and dry as performance and trust are the only two things that you need to to kind of be thinking of when you're thinking about kind of how colleagues feel about working in the organisation and how much they trust you as a leader? And And I think there's a couple of interesting ways to look at it, isn't there? Is it about your performance as a leader or is it about the performance of everyone else in the organisation and, and, and how does trust impact on that, I guess? But I think mm. you, I, I quite liked your insight about looking at it over a period of time. It's that level of sustainability. It can't just be about those short, sharp interventions. But I guess I'm, I'm not sure, you know, for, on that point that Simon Sinek raised around, you know, businesses seem to value high performance and reward it. I'm not sure how you would reward high trust and how you would recognise that, that, that that was there as part of your organisation. I think you could, whilst it's not perhaps explicitly expressed, I do think that there would be measures in your organisation that shows that you've got high trust. So it could be, I don't know, looking at your staff survey results. So how do people feel about working there? or working for their manager and leader is a sign of if they don't want to work there or they don't they don't want to work with their their line manager trust is probably something at play there so i think things like that are really good measures i think there's also then um if your customer satisfaction's low or or customer experience is low or you get bad feedback around areas of that then there's a trust issue potentially between your staff and your customers 
So then again, is that a bigger issue organisationally because your staff aren't giving a great experience to the people that they are there to serve? That's easy for me to say. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think you necessarily need to create an extra metric that is what is the trust level in this organisation. I think there are metrics that you can already use it goes back to that thing we always say about triangulation you probably needed a range of different metrics and measure it over time and it will give you a really good picture around how people are feeling i think trust also again is situational so people might say well yeah i I trust you to do this but i wouldn't trust you to do that so it depends on what the scenario is as well Yeah, and I'm sure we'll probably touch on some of that in the next bit of the conversation about that situational piece, because I guess there's something for me when we talk about trust and leadership around what happens building trust, why it's important, how do you do that as a leader, and how that link between trust and performance has an impact on teams. So you're thinking about how you're building a trusted team, but there's a bit of the picture for me that hopefully isn't something that everyone who's a leader will experience but that some people probably will and we can probably name some individuals that are very prominent in the public eye at the moment that are going through this but what do you do when you've lost that trust as a leader you know it might be that you've handled a situation really poorly you haven't dealt with a crisis very well for example like What happens when that trust is gone as a leader and is there a way to rebuild it? Mm. I'm just interested in your thoughts around that, Lee. I mean, it is very situational. I think it depends on what's happened and your response to what's happened are the, the key indicators, aren't they, in terms of whether you lose trust and we can regain trust. If something bad happens and personally or as an organization you're in a situation where you need to demonstrate a a response to that in some way if you apologize you demonstrate you're taking the right actions your words match the actions that you take and you come from a humble place of learning and forgiveness and all that then I think people can rebuild that trust in you over time because you're demonstrating what you've said you're going to do I think if you are in a bad situation and we've seen this with our lovely leaders in government recently where you're in a bad situation and you make it worse because you double down on what's happening and your apologies are inauthentic or you just go and keep doing the same thing over and over again so you're just demonstrating you actually don't give a shit what anyone thinks about (laughs) then it gets to a point a breaking point where people go look enough is enough you're not demonstrating humility you're not demonstrating that you're actually taking this seriously you're not demonstrating that you want to see change and therefore bye bye mate we don't want to see you anymore so I, I think it depends on what that situation is I think it depends on how you choose to respond to it I do think it's possible that you can do really hard things as a leader and keep trust. We talk about whether it's mergers, closures, job losses, all of those types of things, really, really tricky situations. I think you can manage those effectively as a leader and still keep trust. But the key to that is that you're communicating, you're really transparent, you're listening to people, 
you're getting people involved, you're helping them to understand the bigger picture and all, all of that. So sometimes when those areas are missing, that's when I think it's really hard to get back. And as you're talking there, I'm thinking it's about demonstrating, you mentioned humility, supporting people. It's about demonstrating all the things that are good about being a human, isn't it? And being being compassionate and being able to put yourself in those other people's shoes. And while you might not always be able as a leader to make that outcome different so you talk about job losses mergers you might not be able to make the outcome any different for whatever reason usually financially driven but actually you can make the person's experience of going through that process a better one for them that is more compassionate and that is more tailored to supporting them and I guess I liken that to the example of P&O that happened and how terribly as an organization that was handled and how actually all of those staff members who lost their jobs they would have still lost their jobs but they might have had a very different view about P&O as an organization if that situation had been handled very differently so I guess for me there is also that link between trust and reputation whether that's your organizational reputation or your reputation as a leader and you mentioned politics that's always a place to start when you're looking at I was going to say looking at trust, but I guess looking at leadership. But, you know, interestingly, the current Prime Minister, Boris, has been in that position where his own party has lost trust in him and he's hung on for as long as he possibly could. And now we know what the outcome of that is. But even though, you know, in our conversations, we've often used him as an example of not being a great leader, there will still be people out there who are in support of him. So how does that work? Who just, I don't know if they forgive, but they just see it as part of his character and they are willing to oversee that for the bigger picture that he offers, which is a really interesting concept when it comes to trust. I wonder whether they would feel the same if they were working for him though. So is it proximity to the person and the relationship that's important? Yeah, again, and that's back to that situational piece, isn't it? What situation are you in? Maybe they wouldn't feel the same if they were more directly impacted by some of the decisions that he's made as well. So mm. so that that is quite an interesting one, isn't it? And it is about that character piece, isn't it? And that likability and, and back to that, you no, know, like trust, how much you like somebody sometimes might outweigh how much you think trust in them is important in certain situations. But I guess carrying on that example slightly just to round off this bit of the discussion for someone as a leader who maybe has lost that trust in them in their organization and perhaps hasn't been able to rebuild that and I mentioned that link with reputation can you move on from that where do you go from there and how do you learn from that so when you step into your next space that you're not just continuing and you're not Mm. taking that reputation as somebody who's untrustworthy with you I think that's down to you as an individual, isn't it? And the inner work that you are willing to do. So if you are genuinely want to move on and you're going to take the time to learn, you're going to take the time to reflect, you're going to take the time to make sure you do things differently next time, you just will. If you're someone who actually just doesn't care, you're not going to and you're just going to keep perpetuating the same scenarios and situations and we see that with some leaders where they go from place to place to place and it's the same things they're maybe not they're very long they may get moved on from one organization to another organization or whatever it might be um 
So it does happen, but I would suspect those people are not very self-aware, not very insightful, very ego-led. The bigger question then is for the boards who are recruiting these individuals, how are they testing for that type of stuff? How are they testing for how strong a connection they're going to make with people and how they're going to build trust? And I think that links to a previous episode where we've talked about, and we always use inverted commas, those soft skills, haven't we? Mm. How do you recruit for people that isn't about their performance and their skill set in terms of their profession, but is more about how they're going to connect with people and build that trust and build those relationships and start to impact the culture of, of the organisation? I'm trying to think of a leadership position where this has happened, but I can think of lots of celebrities that have fallen from grace fallen in disgrace well I don't know what the phrase is but they've they, you know put up on a pedestal something happens they lose the trust yeah. of people you think oh that's it that's their career shot but then they make an almighty comeback and everyone loves them and they're the, the sweetheart again so that redemption story is possible if you're willing to be authentic own up and do the work yeah and again probably in those scenarios a bit about people's likability isn't it because mm. if you really like someone you root for them more to turn it around and you want to believe that they're going to be able to come back from a difficult time and you want to believe that they're going to be able to rebuild that trust so again back to that point that it's reciprocal in terms of it has to go both ways when you're talking about trust I've slightly sidetracked there in my head thinking oh I hope I haven't got a fall from grace coming and I need to have my own redemption story but your tips around thinking about learning from that I think is the important part isn't it and sadly there'll be people who don't want to because they're no. not really that bothered that people don't trust them and somehow can move from role to role without that really being an issue but I think then you have to question why you want to be a leader in the first place if yeah. you're not really that bothered about it are you just a manager of something a project and you're not actually yeah. a leader yeah absolutely so we've gone from why is trust important how you build trust as a leader that link between performance and trust and whether that's a genuine one that's there or not. And then that fall from grace, how you rebuild trust or if you even can. So it's been a quick canter through the concept of trust and leadership, but an important one, I think, because we talk about it quite a lot. I feel like we've got to that point in the conversation where we should share some takeaways and top tips. So what would yours be, Lee, if you're a leader who's thinking about this topic of trust and how you can build that? I think let's just keep it really simple. I think that the starting point of building trust is being authentic and walking the talk. And it is as simple as that, isn't it? You have really clear, consistent communication, do what you say you're going to do and don't get wrapped up in ego. I love that was so concise. I was waiting for the next bit and I was like, no, she's finished. I love it. That's all you need to do. And I guess we've said keep it simple, but I think it's recognised that it takes time and recognised that yeah. you will have to put effort in to build those trusted relationships. They're not going to fall into your lap on day one of taking on a leadership role, but absolutely agree with your top tips, Lee. And I think that's all about acting with integrity as a leader. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you're the first to receive new episodes when they drop every Thursday. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you would rate it or leave a review. And let us know your thoughts and own experiences. Get in touch with either of us on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram. Or use the hashtag #HowToTakeTheLead. the lead. Until next week, get out there and take the lead.